Alright, views before the six. We're back with another episode. This week I'm riding Dolo, but we got my man who I'd like to start with a brief introduction on a hip hop style production. <laughs> Finish it out, P. Finish it out. You don't even know no, those. I no, know. no. Anyways, we got my man Planet P up in the spot. Some of y'all might know him as Kudu5. Yo, P, what up? No one will remember that. No one will remember that? Come no, on. No, no, man. No, man. That's the thing. Uh, that's like what we're talking about. It's like some hip hop history, but also some digging history there. Yeah, right? man. You so. have to know your Kudu records. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yo, P, the first question we ask everybody is Were you born in Toronto? Yes. Okay. I was born in East York, okay, EYB. E-Y-B. Okay, word. The EY till I die. You know what okay, I'm okay. <laughs> is that where? You, is that the area you grew up in? No, I grew up in uh, Oakville. Oakville. Okay, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I moved there when I was six, and I started coming down to Toronto when I maybe like when I was sixteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your background? So my parents. And in terms of like where my parents are from, yeah, 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 my yeah. parents are from Jamaica. Okay. And I am Canadian born, but from Jamaican parents. Okay. That word. met in Toronto. Oh, which word. is very interesting. There's like an interesting story about that, but it might not do too much with the podcast. But my mother was born in a town in just outside of Kingston. Okay. Called Raytown. Right? Yes. And. My dad's name is Ray. That's that's his family's town, and they wouldn't meet until like forty or thirty years later in Toronto. My mother and himself met in Toronto. Like you know what I mean? Like she was born in the town that he was like <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. she marries a Ray. So yeah, yeah. crazy, yeah, right? yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yo, because we asked we asked that question because you know like. The Toronto sound, and you know what I mean, like it's, yeah, it's very West from, Indian, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. culture, but, yeah, but yeah. all the cultures, like the melting yeah, pot of yeah, everything, yeah, but yeah. very yeah, West Indian heavy, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's yeah. a that's a that's a that's an important aspect of like the old Toronto scene, like the Toronto hip hop scene. It's like very West Indian influence, yeah, yeah. like all the, all the like battles, Sheik Dynasty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunshine, all yeah. that kind of stuff, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you grew up in Oakville. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into music? Um, you know, it was through this dude. Are you going to edit this? No. No? You just play it like that? Yeah. All right. So there was this guy and he moved to Oakville and we went to the same uh, high school. Okay. And his name is Gian. We call him G. Okay. And G has two friends that he grew up with on Sullivan Street, right in Chinatown, all right? Sullivan is uh, one street north of Queen, just in between Spadina and Beverly, so like Grange Park. Yeah, right? 100%. I used so, to work at the school there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ogden, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So like Ogden is right there. So the Sullivan boys, they were called the Sullivan boys, right? So it was Gian. This dude, Vandal, okay, Jason, yep. and Emil O'Neill, who is Oral B, yep. right? So how 
myself and my brother got into music is through meeting Jian. Jian was like, come to Toronto. You got to meet my boys. You know what I mean? And um, that's how, like, the cryptic sound kind of developed. Okay. All right. But I'm jumping ahead. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of like going into, like, the Toronto, the Toronto aspect. I had started a group, a rap group with or well it was actually this dude right his name is um jeff mahar okay right and he was called jmc and he had a technique 1200 right and a really shitty sampler i don't know what it was right and this is in oakville and like what like what years this is probably 80 86 or 87. Okay. All right. 86 or 87. Jeff has this group, right? Yeah. And it's called the IBP, the Irie Beat Pushers. Okay. Okay. I love it. All right. So I I'm, I'm in grade 10 and I am, I have my Walkman and I have my headphones on and I'm just like, like ad-libbing some rhymes from this beat that like, you know, is on, on this tape. Okay. And it's probably something like, you know, public enemy or something like that or whatever. And he heard it and he was like, yo, I heard that you can rhyme and I was like nah man I can't rhyme like I'm not a rapper and he's like yo I have this group I read I pushes the IVP and I'm looking for an MC so he invited me over and I meet this dude Kwame okay. which is now CK flow okay okay All right? or symbolic now yeah. he's known as symbolic yeah. and this girl uh, uh, her name was Nikki right but Nikki D, I think that's what we called her. And she was actually the best. She, okay, was, okay. she was like the star. And we were like, you know, it was basically the Fugees before the Fugees. You know what I mean? Right, it's right. like the badass like female rapper. And then the two supporting cast dudes that kind of just prop her up. You know what right, I mean? right, 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 right. Anyways, and then we had a DJ, and he was just like a burnout kid, but he was actually good at cutting. Like he got he he knew how to cut, but he was kind of like a, just a funny character, dude. I'm probably dissing him. If he ever hears this, he'll probably be pissed. But anyways, so Jeff started this Irie Beat Pushers, and we tried to do stuff, and um. We would actually come down to Toronto to do battles, like and like. There was actually, there's actually this fucking like alleyway, okay, just north of uh, north of Bloor on Lansdowne, okay, okay. So you know the subway station is there, yeah, and then just just before the corner, there's an alleyway. Right. Now it's like covered in graffiti or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it used to be a grocery store back way back in the day. Anyways, we went to this party and like we were just kids, like I was like sixteen or something. And uh and uh we go to this party in this alleyway 
and it's like down this alley and up these stairs and we were performing, we were supposed to perform for this like manager dude that we were trying to impress. Okay, right? okay, okay. And something happened in the alleyway and the dude uh, reached into the wall like there was like a hole in the wall or something uh-huh. and he pulled out a shotgun and that's like the first time I'd ever seen a gun I was just like like yo I'm in the wrong fucking place I gotta get the hell out of here we didn't end up performing because there was like some violence that happened okay okay you know I mean? but that was like my first foray into like the Toronto scene like this is this is too real for me. Right, you know right, I mean? right, 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 like, right. I'm right. a fucking Oakville kid, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like how it all, that's when my music career kind of started, like during this time with IBP. Do you have all that stuff on tape somewhere still? No, nah, I bet Jay, uh, Jeff, yeah, I bet Jeff does. Okay. Yeah, Jeff Mahar. Okay. He's now a film director, but uh, yeah. There's a pretty long story about how that all dissolved, and it was pretty contentious, but it has to do with basically, like, this thing we were talking about, like, the black empowerment movement. Okay. So, he he felt that he was a white dude in, like, he's an Irish white guy from fucking Montreal, and he felt that he was perpetrating... The, the you know the white lie being a hip hop kid and uh, which was pretty sad when you think of it at the time I wasn't down with it but you know right he was pretty like I can't be involved in music anymore and he turned into film he went the film route okay, so okay, okay. but he was my introduction man like without him I definitely would not be in music word um, yeah and then. And then we met Gian, and then Gian brought us to, to Vandal. And with that experience that I already had kind of weighing me down, like, as my, like, as my foundation, I could go to Vandal and be like, yo, I want to, like, I want to make beats. Do you know what I mean? So Vandal's mom, who's okay. also in film, she would bring home, like, gear, like film equipment, sound equipment. And Vandal would just, like, borrow it. And she was totally down with us, like, just fucking around with shit. Okay. And she got a sampler, and he started messing around with the sampler. Do you remember what kind of sampler? It was a Roland W30, which became our tool. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. That was the cryptic sound was the Roland W30. And then, uh, and then... We basically like messed around, and the first loop that I ever made was uh, um, uh, shit. It's uh, Grand Poobah, yeah, Soul Controller. All that same loop, boom, 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 right, boom. And we didn't know how to loop things, so what we would do is we would just like find. The one and basically like whatever it was a four bar loop, the four bar or the eight bars, you know, like the Roland W30 was like a 14 second sampler. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 14.4. But if you like turn the bit rate down, you could double it. So you turn it from uh, 12 to eight 
you could get double the time. Okay. Right? Uh, I don't even think it was 16. I think it was 12, right? I could be wrong. But you could double it, so you could get 28.8 seconds. So what we would do is we would sample and then truncate and just lay it out on the keys. And it's like, because the Roland W30 sequencer was really... Blah, it was really messed up. Okay. So we were like, like, just tap the keys with polyphony, and then you just get the loop, right? Right, right, right. And then uh, that's kind of like how we started figuring out like how to how make, to make beats. how to make beats. You know what I mean? So that was like my first loop, and I was so proud of it. Like even when I hear Soul Controller nowadays, I'm like, that's my first. Yeah, loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not even a beat. It's just like figuring out like how the science works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Who's the first Toronto rappers you like remember during them times? Like you're coming from Oakville. Like who's well, we were going to shows, Obi and myself were going to shows from, like, way back. Like, like were I, you going I, to concert I, hall and all that kind of stuff, or no? Um, Spectrum, all those things. Yeah, yeah, I went to see when, uh, I think, this is like late August. I, I get the date confused, like, I want to say it's like this particular date, but I probably got it all wrong, and the internet will prove me wrong. But it's like, late August... 1988, I went to see uh, Run's House Tour with Run DMC, Public Enemy, and EPMD. And uh, that was in 88. And then in 89, I went down to the Latvian Hall and I saw, okay. saw KRS, Boogie Down Productions. And my brother, my brother, my eldest brother drove me down to Toronto and like waited in the car type of thing. Okay. And uh, KRS didn't come on till 2 a.m. And the show was supposed to start at like, I don't know, 8 or right. something. Right, right, right. And he's mad. So what like, you're saying is mad. nothing has changed in Yo, Toronto. nothing Proceed. has changed. Yo, Proceed. yo, Proceed. yo, it's so crazy, man. My brother was pissed. So crazy. And that was also the time where kids were getting were getting jumped for Jordans. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember looking at this kid's like <laughs> he was like wearing Jordans, and I just like, wow, those are Jordans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the kid was like, why are you staring at my shoes? Why are you staring at my shoes? And I was like, oh shit! Like you know, like right. freaking out. There's like this kid's like <laughs> he thinks that I'm gonna take his shoes, and he's like, yeah. Why are you staring at my shoes? It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, yeah. And then, you know, there was openers and shit like that. I don't remember openers. But I was going to tell Thrust that, you know, I was at uh, a show at um, at Concert Hall. And I, I, th- I, w- I think it was the far side. Okay. But, and uh, Farside and uh, and Black Moon. Okay. Right? With first time Farside and Black Moon came to Toronto. And a child's garden of grass was opening. Dude. I must, I think I was, I think I was lifted, right? I was okay. a little lifted. Okay. But what they did is they blew, they closed the curtains at the concert hall. Yeah. And they blew lots of like smoke. So the smoke was collecting behind the curtain, 
Right. And then uh, X dropped the beat and they opened the curtain and Thrust came out out of the fucking smoke and I was just like, like what? That was the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen. And fucking, I think Damon is a is the dancer. He worked at he worked at lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was dancing in the background with all the smoke and the, the beat and the, yo, it was really mind blowing, man. That was like. Toronto history right there. Thrust, yo, yo, killed it, man. That was such a crazy, crazy visual. You know what I mean? That's dope. So yeah. you were going downtown and doing all that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would like we would go to, um, we would go live at the barbecue. Where? Uh, when it was on Oxford Street. I don't, I forget the name of that place now. But it was like just outside of the market. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like up these crickety stairs. In the back, holy shit, that was yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, so we we were we were going down, and you know we were like part of like the uh, like the Toronto scene. I would see Double Soul there right. before Double Soul like was rapping and shit like that. Like we would see those guys at the jams. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we were all coming up at the same time, type of thing. And then um, yeah, so it was a yeah, it was like foundational shit you know what I mean right it's like jams at the party center and yeah yeah live 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 parties man so like when like hey what like year is it that you guys are saying you guys form in cryptic souls cryptic was like 94 94 okay yeah, 94 95 so original yeah. was you vandal and obi obi yeah okay and we were just fucking around with production like just making beats and we weren't even rhyming we were just trying to like we we're just honing our craft right okay and uh and yeah i guess we were we were rhyming but it wasn't really something serious we didn't take it serious until kwame symbolic yeah started to really like um show up and uh, he brought a kid, KNG, from Oakville. And uh, so CK Flow, a.k.a. Symbolic, um, and KNG started coming down to yeah. Toronto. And uh, this is when we lived in Lans- on Lansdowne and Queen. Uh, and the, like, uh, the cryptic logo, if, if people know it, is a cockroach. And the reason why is because we were living in this apartment that was infested with cockroaches. Like, it was disgusting. It was like cockroaches everywhere. Right. And they would, you'd be like making a beat, and then you look down, and there's like a cockroach crawling on you. It was just disgusting, right? So we were like, yo, the, like, our logo has to be this cockroach. You know what I mean? It's like this fucking, like... And in the, in the body was the C and the S, right? So, um... And then... And it kind of also kind of felt like it was, like, dirt. You know what I mean? Right, right. Our, our production was kind of dirty and shit like that. Okay, so ultimately, you guys go from producing to forming the crew. Yeah, and so that's, like, when the crew started, when we... When I met Desi... Okay. And Ace. Asics. Yeah, Asics. Okay. So, the way that that kind of started was Desi had a name. Oh, fuck. I can't remember his name. 
But there was another dude that had the same name, right? And uh, I was like, well, you can't have the same name. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you got to battle for the name. So they came over, and Desi and this kid rhymed over our beats and battled for the name, right? I don't even remember what the name was. But anyways, Desi destroyed him, right? Okay, okay. Destroyed this dude. And um, so that's kind of like how the crew started. It's like after that point, we were like, yo, Desi, you should be down with us. You know what I mean? Ace, I don't even think was rhyming at that point. He might have been like just, you know, kind of touching things a bit. Right. But I met Ace and Desi uh, through writing graffiti because I'm like... A graffiti writer. Well, yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk. We're gonna definitely talk about. Yeah. That, right? So I was writing graffiti, and then I met Desi and Ace and Jomo. Okay. Right. Yeah. And Jomo introduced us to uh, Three Eleven, and also Countless Endeavors, which then became Brass Monk. Okay. So that's kind of like the connection between those dudes and cryptic do you know what i mean right it's through because earth was kind of down with you guys too and like earth was more like planet mars when planet mars kicked off yeah 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 yeah. so yeah um so that was kind of like how the how the crew started it started with making beats for these dudes like uh ck flow kng desi his boy Optimum, right, right, which is Nick, yeah. who, ru- who runs that uh, like barbecue restaurant now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was Optimum, uh, and then the graffiti kind of merged into that. So at that point, it was beat making, rhyming, and graph, right, and then. The DJ started coming. And then we met Sirius. <laughs> Sirius! So we were at uh, Emil, Emil's housewarming party, and he lived in the East End. Okay. At this point, he moved from Sullivan Street, got his own apartment in the East End, and he had a housewarming party. This is Oral B, right? Yeah. He had a house party, and he grew up with Dave, Dave Yan, Sirius. Sirius, yeah. And... Sirius was partners with Abs. Abdominal. And um and Rekka. Oh, the graffiti Rekka. The graffiti Rekka. Yeah. And also uh Kane, right? Yes. They were Rush Home Five. Right? Okay. Or the five actually people thought that the five was an S, Rush Homes. Okay. Right? Okay. So Rush Home Five, that's the production that's actually the production studio was at five rush home seriously yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, the five everyone thought that was an s so they just called it rush homes and that was uh dj serious abdominal and then these two graffiti writers Rekka and kane okay so they were all at this party at this house party <coughs> right and emil was like, oh, yo, you, you don't know Dave? You got to meet Dave, right? So this is what's kind of crazy is that I was kind of seeing this girl who was living 
at Abdominal's sister's house. Okay. So I had already seen Abdominal, and he was like a he was a really good skateboarder at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was a crazy skateboarder. And that's like actually how people don't know this about Sirius, but he was a crazy skateboarder too. He could do all these tricks that nobody could do. And he was at, uh, they, they were all at Ab's sister's place, right? Okay. Jillian. Yeah, yeah. So I had already kind of seen these guys. But we were never formally introduced. So when I was introduced to them, it was like, oh, yo, I know you. You're like hanging out with my sister's best friend. So that's Anna, right? Okay. So then you can see this connection is all forming, right? It's like my homie Oral B is down with these dudes from he grew up. He grew up with them. You know, we're now connecting from different angles. Right. And then... Serious. I told Sirius, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm making, I, I have a sampler, I'm like making beats, I got a crew, I got a, like a production studio, and Sirius was like, oh, no, let me play you my beats, you know what I mean? Like, we, give me your number, I'll call you, we'll trade beats type of thing. Okay. <laughs> and yo, when he fucking call me, and he's like, yeah, 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 let me, let me play you my beats, and he, and he rocked these beats over the phone, I was just like... Oh shit! Like I gotta go back to the drawing board because beats were incredible, like mind blowing, and I mine was all like so controller loops. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so whack, man. And he was like making crazy beats with this uh, sampler in the the mixer. Remember it? What was Gemini. it called? The Gemini I mixer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was making loops off of that, and then putting it to four track and just building on this and I was just like holy shit these are fucking incredible anyways it ended up on Abs's Abflex did you do you didn't do anything on Abflex yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. I did did one or two beats Uh, but that's when Sirius was COD uh, cuts, <laughs> yeah. Cuts on demand. Cuts on demand. No, no, no. He, I think at that point he was serious. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. this is like, yeah, like Rush Holmes. He moved into serious by the time that we were. Oh, down. okay. Word, word, but word. then I was like, yo, we need a DJ for Cryptic to do shit. So why don't you help us out? And he was like, yeah, I don't really want to be in a crew, but yo, I'll. I'll do it up. So then we started going to his parties <laughs> at uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We started going to his parties at Lola's Lounge. Right? Okay. So I would say that is like ground zero for downtown Toronto hip hop. Like that's it. That's where it. That's where it basically started. Like Masimba was there. Um, uh, uh, what, what's his name, man? Shit, he's gonna be pissed. Um, oh shit. He's like a big time a manager in New York now. Oh, Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan was there. That's where Mr. Morgan started. Actually, I think it was his night. He started it. Okay. And Miss Simba would come by, Son of Soul, and Sirius. And that's where like Sirius cut his teeth. Okay. With his, like, you know, dropping, like, breaking records. Like, when he dropped, everybody was like, oh shit, what the fuck is this and he was just like he did uh he dropped that um oh shit what was it called my synopsis do you know it no oh shit 
uh, e what's his name my synopsis Fuck, dude. He had that fucking joint before everyone else, man. So wait, um, who was ultimately all, who all wound up being in Cryptic Souls? Let's just like, let's like... E-Rule, E-Rule, sorry, oh, E-Rule. Yeah. Give me your ear, stop, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He dropped that joint and then that was like, this, the party just went crazy. So yeah, Cryptic ended up being like 60 dudes, like coast to coast... Cause like Mocha was in there. Yeah, Mocha only, Bird, Bird Prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes from the uh, from the East Coast. Like six two and those guys. Yeah, six two. Um, uh, Buck sixty five. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, like all the players. DJ moves. Yeah, yeah. like if you it, basically if you were doing hip hop that was kind of like left of center. Yeah. Like you were in Cryptic, you know what I mean? And then it kind of even went into LA, Styles of Beyond. And then it went to the, like, to the UK, this, this B-boy. He just went by Barney. He was a graffiti writer and a B-boy. And he was down also. Right. And it's just like, it became a little bit crazy at one point. But yeah, there was like 60 dudes, like, all element like beatboxing, fat out, yeah, fat out, yeah, yeah, uh, luop, luop, that's yeah, right, yeah. man, that's right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man, it's so yeah. many circle yeah, research, circle research. Yeah. the quarter tones, which is yeah. something we'll talk about, yeah, like, yeah, on its own yeah, after, right? yeah, and it's yeah, it was pretty far reaching, and it was just under the whole idea of it was like strength in numbers. Right. Okay. Like that's the foundation right there. It's just like we started off as doing production and writing graffiti. And then it was like, you know, you know what? Like we could all do this together. Do you know what I mean? Like we could, we could like break through by like as a unit, as opposed to like everybody trying to do their own thing. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, like Decisive was down, uh, abs. abs, phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, man. It was like pretty intense. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did the Len affiliation happen? So I had done a. We were hanging out with this dude um, from Hand Solo Records. Okay. Um, oh my God. I should have been more prepared, but I. It will come to me later, but, um, uh, and he was kind of affiliated with these dudes from the East Coast and the West Coast, right? Um, and he, um, was down with a, a crew called Hip Club Groove, right? Okay. Hip Club Groove. Uh, is uh, this kid D-Rock DJ Moves and this kid um, uh, Corey which you know I don't remember right. his rapper name but Corey was actually that that black kid on um, uh, the Trailer Park Boys okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so he's an actor but yeah. he started off as a rapper for Hip Club Groove and Hip Club Groove was signed to um, 
shit, man. Some like other pop groups, some East Coast pop groups label, label okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were kind of making noise in the Canadian music scene. And Len, who had been around since like the early 90s from Montreal, moved. They had a record in Montreal. Okay. And it, it's kind of like proto pop punk sound like okay. crazy proto pop uh, pop punk like blink 182 like 10 years before blink 182 type sound right so they released a record there in uh montreal and then moved to halifax and met these dudes these hip club groove dudes okay and they kind of moved from pop punk to hip-hop right but with this kind of like singing aesthetic, this kind of pump punk aesthetic with a hip hop rapper. Okay. You know, like okay. a, like when yeah. I say rapper, I mean like like this thing around them. You know what I mean? So when Hip Club Groove broke up, they kind of got amalgamated into Len, and then they moved to Toronto, and Hand Solo Records uh, was doing a compilation, and. He, Han Solo Records was down with DJ Moves and his cat Tachichi. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, um, Tachichi and Moves was like actually like a really cr- incredible sound. These, this like pr- producer and MC duo. And they were making records for Han Solo Records and then also Han Solo Records was making a compilation. And Han Solo Records would listen, uh, the dude from Han Solo Records would listen to, um, he's going to be so angry that I forgot his name, but it will come to me, I swear to God, and I'll apologize. But they used to listen to Stylistic Endeavors, right? Okay, so this is already, Stylistic is already happening. Yeah, Stylistic started in like 97, I think. Okay. Right, so or maybe ninety six actually. Okay, so so let's just like give this context, right? Like, yeah. Stylistic Endeavor was a college radio show on. It started on eighty eight point one. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys moved to eighty nine point five. Yeah. To which then had a what twenty year run when it was said yeah. and done. Yeah, yeah, twenty years. So I did. I did about thirteen of those twenty. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll talk about stylistic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so. Han Solo Records was listening to Stylistic. They heard some beats. They heard some production. They heard the Vandal rhyming. They liked it. They were like, we're making a, a sex tape compilation. And we want to have Vandal on it. So I made this beat. Okay. Where I was like chopping um, Muddy Waters type, you know, crazy guitar. No drums. It was just a guitar chop. You know what I mean? And Vandal uh, was rocking over the beat. And then these Len guys heard it and were like, yo, who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Then they started listening to Stylistic. And then we went on a tour to support this sex tape uh, compilation. compilation. Okay. And um, and the Len dudes were like, 
I was like manning uh, a um, what's it called? I think Sirius was on the tour. I think the yeah, Vandal was definitely on the tour. And uh, I was like manning uh, like a booth, like a merch. merch booth. Okay, yeah, yeah. And this, this dude just came up and he was just like, "Hey, man!" It's like I listen to your sh- your show all the time. I'm really down with you and uh, down with your shit. And yo, like, do you want to? You know, you want to hang and fucking? And I, he was just this white dude. And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." You know what I mean? And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in a band right now, and um, we're looking for a rapper." I was like, yeah, I know a billion rappers. Like, don't worry, I got you. Like, fucking, I know this dude, I know this dude, I know this dude. And he was like, nah, 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 nah. It's like, I like your voice. And I just want to, you know, let's like see what we can do. So that's kind of like how the Len connection started. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it was all kind of based on, uh, on fucking, yeah. On the, and solo records, man. Because on the album. Tom Quinlan. Thomas Quinlan. Oh, there shit. Is. Tom oh. Quinlan. I'm sorry, my dude. Oh, shit. Tom Quinlan. Yeah, yeah. Hand solo records. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. He basically is the... He is really a... Um, he's like at the center of a crazy web. You know what I mean? Like, you should, you should have him on oh, the course, show. Of course, of course, of course. He right? has course, a fucking crazy Canadian hip-hop connection. Like... Cryptic basically knows a lot of people through Tom Quinlan. Right. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. still putting out records. Is he? Yeah, 100%. Holy man. shit, dude. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a really good guy, man. And they, oh, yeah, they used to call him like Wide Pants. Because <laughs> he was like into rave or something. Okay. Like, this is like a hip hop dude. He loves hip hop, but he would like go to raves. And he had those like wide yeah wide pants. raver pants raver pants yeah yeah so they would just call him wide pants that was his like nickname or something yeah yeah he uh, was like really cool dude because it was the cryptic soul song yeah all on, right so on album, yeah right? so what had happened with that right is that we did a show at uh at uh, what was above uh, the the big bop oh reverb Reverb. We did a short reverb. Yeah. And we did that song at Reverb, right? And the Lang crew was in that was watching from the audience. And they they loved it, right? They were like, holy shit. It's like kind of a throwback chorus. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's like everybody went in. Yeah. And they would like introduce themselves like do like, you know, and then do like a like eight bar rap and then the next person would go right 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 right, right. and uh yeah they loved it and then like literally probably like the next week we were in the studio putting together this song for their album i mean because i was kind of working with them at that point i was like because there's the the remix version where every like there's there's different yeah yeah there's yeah well, the remix is actually the original, and then there, there's actually the remix is actually just me and D Rock. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's actually the remix, and the reason why is the record label was like, we need like this is cool that all of these dudes are here, but nobody knows who the fuck these dudes are. You guys are touring. You guys are fucking Len. They people know these two dudes. Just have them on it. 
And then that became a whole fucking thing. So. Yeah, it became a fucking thing. Okay, speaking of becoming things, what became a thing first? Urbanism or planet Mars? Urbanism is like proto. Like, that's crazy that you know that, but that's like proto planet Mars. Kind of happened at the same time, okay. but. We were kind of experimenting. Hey, hey, first of all, yeah. Phil, let me tell you something. <laughs> you should not be amazed that I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proceed, yeah. proceed, yeah. Proceed. Um, so, urbanisms was a little bit more like uh, we're doing a bunch of stuff, but kind of had the the planet Mars idea behind it, right? And then uh, we actually started this. We actually started Planet Mars around the same time at this bar at college and uh, college in Ossington. Okay. okay. So it's a little bit um, east, a little bit west of Ossington on College Street. And we had the back okay. of this bar. And um, we were hanging out with, um, uh, uh, shit, we were hanging out with uh, the Pocket Dwellers. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, me, okay, so I, so if we go back in time, and yeah. we go back to like the mid mid 90s like early to mid 90s my girlfriend at the time Anna was down with this dude called Zuby alright yes okay. okay Zuby was a big time drug dealer in Toronto like one of the biggest in Toronto at the time okay okay Zuby had an altercation with his business partner Okay. Okay. And kind of got out of the game. He had to bow out. Bow out. Not gracefully by right. any means. Right. It was a quite a violent situation, but uh fast forward like 4 or 5 years later, I'm on a streetcar on College Street and this kid comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, P." And I'm like, "Oh, shit, Zuby." He's like cut his dreads. Yep. Oh yeah. He was a little. Like, I, I got to put it in the framework. He's a little Jewish kid with big fucking dreads, and he would speak in patois, and uh, and burn copious amounts of herb. Okay. Meanwhile, he was also supplying the fucking city at one point with right. fucking herb. Right. Like if the city's dry. Zuby is the reason why it's dry, right? Anyways, he cut his dreads off and he's, he's like, yo, I want to do some work, man. I'm like, I, I, I want to work on tunes and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I mean, like, I don't know about that, but um, like maybe we could work on parties or something. I mean, so we started to develop this idea where we he had a link at this bar on College Street. Right. College in Ossington. 
and we were and he was kind of rolling with the pocket dwellers at the time so we had this open mic night fat owl and the pocket dwellers and the quarter tones are all there because the pocket dwellers oh the quarter tones are already a thing at this point yeah yeah okay wow okay I- all right Quarter tones is from. See now we mid, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's from to. like the from the late like I think Ty had just moved to the city from and he was going to Humber for jazz okay. and he'd already met Corey and they were at the quarter tones originally. Okay, so the quarter tones, which we'll get to in a bit, is yeah. a group that these guys have. Yeah, it's a jazz band. A jazz band. Yeah, yeah but it's like a jazz hip hop. Fusion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jazz, funk, hip-hop fusion. Yes. Right? So it's all these Humber jazzers, and that's where the Pocket Dwellers also went to. They went to Humber Jazz. Okay. And that's also a jazz hip-hop band that were right, yes. officially signed to Blue Note Records. You're right. Right? Right, 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 right. Like, as jazz as you can fucking get, these guys were it. You know what I mean? But with, like, a hip-hop twist, because they had a Nigel... MC Nigel, yep. and they had Sheldon, right? Sheldon was the DJ, Nigel was a rapper, and then they had a full band, right? So these guys, with Fat Al, we started doing this party with open mic night and um, with, with, with live music, right? And that kind of was my, that was my brainchild, you know what I mean? Like, I had thought of this idea as like, all right, fuck it. Let's take the band out of it and just have like an all element night, right? We just need a venue and uh, we will do, we'll call it Planet Mars. And how I got this idea of Planet Mars was that um, I read something like black people are from Mars or some shit like that. And I thought that was like the craziest thing ever. You know what I mean? Right. So Planet Mars is kind of like this idea of like being off world you know what I mean like you're being transported to somewhere else okay so Zuby being the businessman that he is or was he found uh, being an ex dealer uh, he knew a lot of people in the market right that was kind of like his zone and he knew the owners of the South African Center which was a um, South African cultural center that had like wooden sculptures and paintings and shit, but the basement was kind of open for rent. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. So the way that they would work it is you could sell your own booze, right? Right. And they would take a cut of the booze, right? So what we did is we started this party, Planet Mars, in the basement of the South African Center. So the only way to access the basement is to go uh, when you're walking down College Street and you come off of Augusta. Yeah. In between um, the church and the main block yep. is this alleyway. Yep, 100%. I know exactly what You go down this alleyway and now it's like a hostel. Yep. You go down yep. the alleyway and then... Uh, there's like a parking lot, like a, a gated fence and like, it's like broken down cars and shit. And you walk in there and you go to the door and we had a, a friend of ours, 
Augustine. He was a like a like a black belt in some kind of like aikido or some kind of crazy martial arts. Okay. He was our bouncer, and you'd go to him, and then he'd like kind of like pat you down, scope you out, see if you're cool or not, and then let you in. You go see Anna, and then go down, pay Anna like five bucks, go down the stairs, and you go into this dingy, dingy, dingy basement, man. And the sound system wasn't even real. It was like just like, I don't know, just like wires into this board. And the speakers would pop all the time. Like they would just like stop working. Uh, and I'd have to run through the crowd and like reset the speakers. And that's that's it, man. That's how it started. Like the entry, like getting into the jam alone was just like, where the fuck am I going? You know what I mean? And that's like, that set the vibe. You know what I mean? The first week, I had Desi drop a poster. Okay. All right. And uh, I had Ace do a sandwich board, paint a sandwich board. Okay. Planet Mars with an arrow. Do you still have any of this stuff? I have the poster. The sandwich board got stolen. Right, like right, right. Somebody right. just stole it. Like, straight up. Do you like, still have the posters? Yeah, yeah I still cool. have the posters. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And, um,. And, uh, yeah, man. And that's Who amazing. performed the first um, Planet Mars? Do you remember? No. No. But um, we always pushed Cryptic. So right. it could have been like KNG or, you know, CK Vandal. Flow or. Yeah. No, I don't think Vandal. Vandal wasn't in Toronto at the time. He oh, was okay. traveling. Okay. He okay, was like okay. in Malaysia. No, no, he was in Indonesia at the time. Okay. And he was traveling for like a year. So, yeah, yeah. The, so then, when did it move to Lions Den? And then just put okay. that into perspective where Lions Den is. So there's a that- crazy fucking story, man. Okay. Yo, Mars. Okay, we had this show where. It was like Battle of the Twelve Hundreds, and okay, our, our the, the dude Gian that yeah. introduced the, us to Vandal and Orob Emil, he did all our flyers. He was the only guy I knew that had a Mac and knew how to use Photoshop, and and I don't know at the time it was like freehand. He was making our flyers on a Mac, like printing them out we'd always be like yo yo why the fuck isn't the flyers ready you'd be like yo i'm getting them done and they were always crazy amazing crazy comic book kind of themed so gian do you have all this stuff not all of it but i have a lot of it i have a lot of it yeah yeah, yeah. um you gotta give that the flyer vault i you know who i gave all my flyers to when i left to go to new york i gave them all to k wonder okay okay word, so word, if yeah. k you know i don't know what he's done but if he yeah. hears this yeah yeah that'd be dope so so uh and i had like other flyers like i had flyers i was collecting flyers from like when i started you know so k has a lot of fucking okay. flyers dope, yeah dope, dope, so dope. anyways we're doing this show it's battle of the 1200s it's all dj showcase Grouch is performing, and Grouch is from Oakwood and Vaughn. Yeah. He's like, Oakwood and Vaughn's coming down. And Oakwood and Vaughn seriously represented. And they brought weapons. Okay, okay, okay. Right? 
They brought like bats with fucking nails through it. They brought one dude brought a piece. One dude, like dudes brought knives. And Augustine, our door guy, is just like, yo, this is bad news, man. He like looks him up and down. He's like, yo. And he just knows the type of dudes, right? He's like, yo, just like stash your shit. You're not coming in with any of the any of the stuff. Anyways, downtown fucking kids and Oakland and Vaughn kids, right? So there's these like downtown graffiti writers, right? Quota crew. Yeah. They don't like being like they were kind of scrappers, you know what I mean? They're kind of like shitty like attitude scrapping kids. They're down if you're down with them, you're you're fucking you're a lifer. Like you're they they're there for you, right? But if they don't know you, it's like bad news, you know what I mean? Anyways, they saw the Oakwood and Vaughn kids, they didn't like them. They brought the fight outside. It turned out to be crazy. Like gunshots, people getting stabbed, people getting fucked up. Like Right. And at the time, uh Cornflake Seymour from Double Soul, he was our host. He's on the mic and I think that you know fucking um Monolith was probably performing or something. It was like a um it was like the MC part of the night, right? Okay. And Monolith was probably performing or... I don't know. It was somebody that, like, would have been like, whoa, you know what I mean? Pretty crazy. And it's just violence is happening outside. And nobody inside knows that this is happening, right? Anyways, turns out that we had to shut down the party. Everybody had to leave through the front door. Like, there was, like, an emergency door that we were never supposed to open. Right. Everybody had to leave. So they're on Augusta. Augusta is like the whole market shut down because the cops have shut it down and all these people are just like leaving the party and after that like no more Planet Mars have fucking South African Center it's like just so we shut down for a bit and then uh, we went and then we kind of made a deal around the corner at Lions Bar which is like Neutral? Neutral or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the golf place in Kensington Market, like yeah, yeah. Augusta, almost by college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was like, we were kind of down. We would go after after Planet Mars, okay, almost every night we'd go uh, for Chinese food. And we'd go to this one Chinese restaurant. And we kind of made friends with the owner. And he owned a Lion's Bar. Okay. So when Lions Bar, kind of, uh, when Planet Mars at the South Africa Center shut down, we kind of went to him and we're like, "Yo, we have this party," and he was like, really like he had heard what happened. He was like, and, but he liked us because we were always spending money at his Chinese restaurant, right? So he let us do the parties there at Lions Bar, and that was like part two, and then. Yeah, it lasted for as long as it could. Which was how long? Like I don't know, maybe another year, maybe. Okay, yeah. even then, even yeah. then, let's just yeah. talk about like some of the people who performed there, man. Um, like Earth, like all of Monolith, 
But these are yeah. early times for these. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like before, like Danio. Like Danio was already somebody. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he was already on, you know, uh, Rap City and shit like that. But like, um, uh, oh, uh, what was her name? Motion. Motion, but uh, there was another girl. And she was also making noise. She she kind of moved out of hip hop, but she yeah. was, huh? Camille, Cammy? No, no. Oh, oh shit! There's a lot of people for Fortnite at Mars, man. Um, yeah, Motion was there. Um, like I I think we tried to get Shaclair and. Cardinal, I don't think they showed up. No. No. But it was like, um, oh yeah, Scar Brothers. That's like Scarborough shit. Okay. Yeah. There was a bunch of dudes that were like Planet Mars crew, like Planet Mars alumni. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, like, you know who would remember them would be Sirius. Okay. And do you know Lamont? No, you know, uh, flow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lamont has all of those shows recorded, man. Oh, word. He has a lot of. He would come in and just plug into my board. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna record the show." I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah whatever." You do that all the time, everywhere. Yeah, though, he has a lot of shit. Yeah, Lamont yeah. Lamont has a lot of, and he might have recordings too, like video. Word. So Lamont has a lot of Planet Mars shows. Uh, Countless endeavors, which became Brass Monk, was there. Yeah. See? Yo, dude. They fucking killed it. They were amazing. Like, right, right, like right. proto brass monk. It was like way above everyone else, man. Like right, right, right. clip was fucking insane. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't fuck with those guys. 311, which is Jomo and K. Um uh of course Ace. Asics decisive, decisive basically became decisive at at Planet Mars. Um, there was this kid syndrome that would perform there. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. He had some Toronto wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. X produced for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Syndrome was there. Um, oh man, uh, this guy uh, stress. Rest in peace. He was there. He used to work at Lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stress was always there. Um, Bushroot is a DJ from Cryptic. He was there. He would come from Oakville, and he would also spin with Sirius. Uh, of course, Double Soul, uh, Cornflake, and Still Waters. They would perform a yeah, lot. Yeah, they were on. They were yeah, on, they were, on, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. But, like, in terms of uh, Nefarious. Yes. They also, like... I yeah. saw, actually, a clip of Quezro and yeah. Collision yeah, yeah. at Planet Mars. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Like, a, yeah. minute, a, little, a minute something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, our, actually, we were doing... Um, we did a couple other Planet Mars shows that weren't at... Um, at Lions Den? At Lions at Lions Bar. They were, yeah. it was uh we did one at um 
this this bar called Say What right across from the AGO. Yep. Uh, and that actually, leading up to that show, Quesro died, and we were actually not going to do the Planet Mars because Nefarious was on the bill. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, man, it was kind of fucked up because we were at like a party at Industry, handing out flyers for the show. And then somebody came up and was like, yo, Quesro died. And I was like, nah, man, that's bullshit. And they're like, yeah, man, he's fucking dead. And I was like, what? That makes no sense, man. Like, they're going to perform, like, next weekend. Yeah, man, it was really fucked up. He, like, just went to sleep and just didn't wake up, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man, man really Rest fucked up. To Quesro, yeah, R.I.P., man. Yo, what the... It was so crazy. Anyways, we weren't going to do Planet Mars, but everybody was like, we should do it for Quesro. And I, I even think that Tristan performed. He, like, solo, which was really a big deal, man. Word, word, yeah. word, word, word. And I think I wasn't even there for that show, or maybe I was. Anyways, then we did another show above that Pizza Pizza on uh, the corner of Bathurst and, and Bloor. I don't know what it's like tequila. Oh yeah, shit. tequila lounge or something. Tequila lounge, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, yeah, uh, I know exactly. Awkward Y and and uh, the oddities performed. Yeah. And what was crazy at that show? Uh, um, what's his name? DJ Sinister showed up, man. Okay. And I was on tour with Len, so I like. Uh, Anna and uh, Phoebe. Uh, I don't know if you know Phoebe, but yeah. she was like Toronto, uh, like, um, like she's like totally at all the parties way okay, back in the okay. day. Anna and Phoebe were in charge of that party. Like I was like, I'm not gonna be here. You guys, you guys throw the party. Like whatever you could do, like whatever money you make. This is this is the framework. You guys do it, and. Uh, I remember being on on tour and I get a call while I'm on the bus and they're like, yo, you're not going to believe who's fucking here. And I'm like, oh, who? And they like put me on the phone with fucking Sinister and I was just like, what? And he's like, hey man, you have a fucking wicked party here. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing in Toronto, man? This is Commons DJ, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, and uh, Executioners, right? And he's like, yeah, man, I just came out and I fucking saw a hip-hop show and I came. Or He might have been down with fucking the oddities or whatever, you know what I mean? Or I don't know how it happened, but it was a pretty fucking big deal, you know what I mean? It's like it got to this point where like hip-hop dudes from other, you know, from the States were coming to Planet Mars. Right, know? right. So that might have been the last, yeah, I think that was the last Mars that we did, but... But you guys yeah. did the EP though, which is a fucking mess. Okay, so yeah. let's see. It's yeah, a yeah, yeah. fucking Double mess. Double Soul kind of talked about it. it's like everybody who's on that EP never pretty pretty much never except before. for Nefarious. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah they're on the EP. Then they're okay, yo, all right, so, and yo, yo, I had to fucking like, I had to fight for that shit, man. Okay, so let's. Okay, how did all that happen? Because what I do know is because I can read fucking credits. Is this knee deep, which would mean day. Yeah, day. Okay, right. shout out to day. Okay, so here's how it works, right? Zuby is working at 
music manufacturing services that makes all the fucking vinyl, vinyl in Toronto. In I Toronto. remember them days. Right? Yes, 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 yes. If you're making a if you're making a record, you're uh, if you're making a record, you're going through you're going through MMS. And Zuby, yeah, a hundred percent. His cousin or something was an owner or like a, a dude like with like a partner or something <laughs> okay. and he was just like Zuby needed a job and uh he saw that Zuby was connected to the hip-hop scene these dudes were making a lot of records he's like you'll be a salesman and you know get us sales to the hip-hop community and you know you'll be our dude and you'll make commissions anyways <laughs> Zuby is working with Day because Day's making a lot of uh, vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Need records, right? And uh, which, for those who don't know, like put yeah. out Twenty One Years, yeah, Shaklair, yeah. yeah, a bunch of classic records, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need yeah. records, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and. They're like, yo, you know what we should do? We should make a commemorative... Like, Zuby and myself were like, we should make a commemorative Planet Mars record, right? Okay. And we should have, like, all the dudes on it that were uh, part of Mars, you know what I mean? Like, have everybody on it, you know what I mean? And this just... Like... Zuby's working with Day. Day gets involved. He's going to do some production. You know what I mean? Uh, we're like, all right, we, you know, Zuby's like, you know, what we should do is we should get Shaw Claire on it because he's making noise. It's going to help the record sales. I'm like, he never performed at Mars, but yo, fuck it. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? Let's like, if it's going to make us fucking record sales, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Right. And s- like slowly, dudes just like, wait, we're gonna put this guy on. He's part of the deep. We're gonna put this guy on. He's part of the deep. We're gonna put this guy on. And then it just turned into like not Mars. You know what I mean? Like none of these dudes performed at Mars. You know what I mean? Like they might have been there, but they never touched the mic. You know right. What I mean? uh, Cardi, no, eh? No, Cardi didn't. I kind of feel like Chocolate was there once, but Cardi, no, man. Because you know, I love Rhyme Shine and Bust, right? Yeah. Well, yo, man, it's like. uh, But I mean, yo, Thrust MC is on there too, right? Yeah, and I think that Zuby was even working with Thrust at that time. Okay. Yeah, you know? I, I really don't remember the connection. Anyways, it was a fucking mess. And it just caused a lot of turmoil in my life with dudes that I am like that I was working with dudes that I was doing production with dudes that I was like you know straight like just homies with everybody's like what the fuck is going on Phil anyways I worked my ass off to get Nefarious on the the EP but if you, I think if you listen to it, it sounds completely different from everything else. Oh, it's on the record? Yeah, Yeah, because it was done before Quesrol died, or you know what I mean? So, if I remember correctly, it was a stretch. And I just, like, in the, in the last yard, I was able to, like, fucking do get it. Get that on yeah, there. Yeah, get that yeah. on there. But it was, it was like... Not R.E.P. anymore. It was like Zuby and Day. 
You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I don't even know if my name is on it. It could be like, it's not even like our typography. Like, nothing we used was actually used. Yeah. Like, nothing that was like planet Mars. So, the way that I like to think of it is that it's kind of like, it captures a period of time. In Toronto. In Toronto. Those dudes might not have been down. It kind of watered down, like, what we were doing. But, you know, fuck it, man. It's like... You guys were doing it, though. That's what counts, right? I don't know, man. Fuck it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's there. I mean, these dudes have a record, you know? You got any extra copies, man? No, I don't. I don't even think I have a copy. I think I was so against it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. I was so disappointed in the whole fucking thing. Okay, before we get too far out of this, let's talk about stylistic endeavors. All right. Okay? All right. So, okay. There's... How did you guys get the original radio show at 88.1? All right. There's this dude, Sadiq. Okay. Sadiq had a slot... He was like an intern or something, and he had a slot on like Tuesday afternoon. Okay. And he had heard that. He had heard that there's a slot opening up from 2 to 7 in the morning, right? And Sadiq would buy records from Dave Sirius when Sirius was working at. that fucking whatever what was it called tracks or? tracks okay. you know what I mean so Sadiq would come in and Sadiq and Sirius knew each other and I think I, I think I was like really working heavily at the time with Fat Owl right okay and we were working with on Fat Owl like on his records and shit like that uh, because Cryptic kind of was a production team but also a recording studio Right, like right. we we had a lot of gear, and um, we were recording. Like it didn't matter; you would just come over and we would record it, type of thing. Right. So we were working with Fat Al on his shit that not not it wasn't necessarily cryptic stuff, but his own stuff. Right. Okay. And serious, not pocket dollar stuff. No, 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 no. This okay. is like his own shit. Right. Uh, and. Serious calls from the tracks is like, yo, my man Sadiq has a radio show on Tuesday afternoon. He wants us to come down. So I'm like, all right. And like Fat Al's there. It's like, yo, let's go down to this radio show and like just help Sirius out. So Sadiq, we walk in and Fat Al just takes over the mic and fucking just goes nuts. And just like freestyling and fucking like laughing and like Sirius is playing tunes and like we got a like a good buzz going on right right and um and then Fat Al started calling Sadiq shit deep <laughs> so he's saying shit deep shit deep yo we're gonna do this man and then uh Sadiq was fucking freaked out like he had no idea that this was this type of thing would have happened you know what I mean okay anyways he finds out that there's a slot opening from 2 to 7 on, like, Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, and it's his slot. Like, he, like, worked for it, doing this other slot Tuesday afternoons to get this slot in the evening, right? Anyways, he's like, yo, 
I like what you guys did, but it was a little bit too crazy for me. I think it was called Shockadelica, actually. Okay. Right? That's what his show was called? Yeah, Shockadelica. Okay. And he was like... Or he was interning for Shockadelica or something. He's like, it's a little bit too crazy, but if you guys can tone it down, like, we should do something with it. Anyways, the first night, he he had really strict parents, and he couldn't leave the house. So me and Sirius went with Fat Al, and we did it. We did from 2 till 7. And it was insane. It was like, by 5 o'clock, we're just like going nuts like like we're so tired and Dave is just like serious serious the whole time man and this is like back in the day with record crates yeah so I would carry two record crates Fat Owl would carry two record crates and serious with his turntables in the fucking cases you know what I mean yeah it's like heavy as shit Going to Ryerson like, yeah, University. Ryerson. And we would get dropped off at the cab at fucking, uh, at, um, at, at, um, at Gould. No, 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 no. What's the street up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? This is the street up from. Where Big Slices. Yeah, the Big Slice. Where the Big Slice is. Yeah, yeah. We go meet there and fucking grab Big Slice, eat it, and then carry the crates down the fucking street around the corner into CKL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've ever been to CKL. Fuck, dude. It was the worst. Go down the stairs. My arms were burning. My fucking fingers were like ripping the flesh off. I mean, go downstairs, set it up. Um, and yeah, man, I was like introduced to house music because that was the show before us was uh, the, um, what was it called? Soul Fusion Express. Soul Fusion Express. Dude, Yo, yo big up to yo, Nick Holder, big up yo, to Jason. Yo. They fucking killed it. They they introduced me to a whole new segment of music that I didn't even understand. Same, same. Yeah, man. So, um, and that's the thing about hip hop, right? Like, hip hop is the foundation of this all. Do you know what I mean? But then it goes into different cities and becomes something else. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it moved to Chicago and then these dudes just flipped it. Do you know what I mean? They just did electric electronic music differently. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the foundation is hip hop, so you can always find the roots in it somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yo, these guys introduced me to shit that I was just like, yo, this is the fucking jam. And they were into our shit too because we were like breaking records. We were doing stuff that was kind of like left of center, like underground hip hop. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it was different from Power Move. It was different from Master Plan. It was different from like all the other radio shows. Do you know what I mean? Like it just had its own vibe. Like Sirius and myself were like, this record is fucking dope. Sirius fucking broke all that shit. You know what I mean? Like he would come in and be like, because he works at tracks, he would get records before everyone else and just be like, yo, this is the fucking jam. And he would basically like he was a he was a buyer, a record buyer. So they would send him copies and he would get to listen to them. And then he'd be like, all right, I'm going to order 10. Do you know what I mean? But when he would get them, he would bring it to Stylistic and just fucking rock a record that nobody had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys have tapes of all that? Yeah, yeah, we have some. Yeah, we have some. Sick. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Like, Planet Asia. We were on Planet Asia way the fuck before everyone else, man. Right. The, the, The Planet Asia EP. Holy fuck. Like, we were 
so on it, man. Like peanut butter wolf and fucking uh, all that stone store shit. We were on it way before everyone else, man. Okay, so how long were you guys on 88-1? All right, so Sadiq never showed up again. Okay. Fat Al disappeared. He was like, it's way too late for me to so do So it's this. just you, Sirius? Yeah, it's just me and Sirius, right? Okay. I'm the whole Sirius is the DJ, and we would just do it, right? And we did it maybe for, I would say, maybe six months, maybe seven months. Right. And then... We got... Um, From 2 a.m. to 7. Yo, it was just us. Yeah. It was insane. Like, Wednesdays, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. You know what I mean? It's like, at that point, I think I was on welfare and just making money off of fucking parties. You know right. what I mean? Like, I wasn't doing anything. I was making beats, rhyming on the side, doing parties. That was it. You know what I mean? Doing stylistic. So, yeah. Okay. So this is probably like 96-ish, right? Maybe 97, right? Yeah. Okay. And then we get... Um, we get uh, a call from Sirius's manager, Alok. And he's like... Uh, his best friend... Is a, is a uh, programmer at uh, CIUT. 89.5. Yeah. And he's like, yo, there's a slot opening up on Fridays between 8 and 10 p.m. And um, if you write a proposal, I'll give it to uh, Mocha Dean is his name. Right? So Alok is going to give it to Mocha Dean. So Mocha Dean gets the proposal. Here's our sh- a tape of our show. And he's like, okay, I, th- I think this could work. You know what I mean? Um, there's a reggae show before. And then there's like a hip-hop house show after. Yeah, you guys, it, it, it could work. But, you know, you have to, you know, you have to, if, if the station manager doesn't like it, like, we gotta, we're going to cut it. Anyways, we just did what we did, right? We just okay. did I just played it super safe and just was like, this is Toronto hip hop pre-party. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're going to get you ready to go to the party, right? Eight to 10, you're just like, you're getting home, you've had dinner, you're getting yourself ready to go out. We're going to like give you that journey. You know what I mean? And it never stopped. It just never stopped. So, and so when yeah. you get when you guys went over to eighty nine point five, it was still just you and Sirius. Yeah, it was just me and Sirius. Okay, and then we added, and then um, uh, do you know this guy on? I don't know. He's on the, the billboards now. Uh, Roz and Mocha. Yeah, Mocha was one of our interns. Okay. Uh, uh, Tris Boogie, T Boogie. Yeah. Right. He was one of our interns. Um, like when did Phase come into the? So Sirius was going on tour a lot for to support his album. Okay. Right. Yeah. And this was would have been around two thousand two thousand and one. Yeah. Right. Um, he was going on tour a lot to support uh, like um, dim sum. Yeah. And and then after that, Colt T. So. I, FaZe was already down with Cryptic 
And I, I would go to FaZe's parties. So I was like, yo, FaZe, you should come in and when Dave is not here and spin, right? So that's kind of, and then eventually he just was added to the, to the bill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then life starts to get busy. You know what I mean? Like I started going to school and went back to university for design and, um, uh, Dave was like doing a lot of shows, so you know, Faze got more and more involved. Yeah, and then uh, slowly, um, Theo started coming around, right? Theo three. Yeah, Theo, Theo three used to come around, and then eventually, because I wasn't there a lot, he just took over, and then eventually, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm moving to New York, so. I, I'm not doing this anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So then he became full-time. But at one point, it, we were ping-ponging. Like, some nights it would be me, some nights it would be him, some nights it would be us together. Yeah, dope. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, because Stylistic, man, like, was a big radio show, man. Mm. Like, it was... Yeah, it was the it was the vibe, man, right? Yeah, man. So... And then eventually Sweet Touch came in. And yeah, like, and yeah. that was the same reason, because FaZe was getting, starting to get busy, and um, yeah, and those guys like we, me and Sirius would always check people before they would come in. Like Dave, Sir- like, yeah, yeah. Sirius especially, right? Yeah, His name come. is Sirius for a reason. Like if he fucking feels your vibe, you know what I mean? Like he seriously checks you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he feels your vibe, then you're 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 on. You know what I mean? And he really liked those dudes. Like he was like, "Yo, those dudes are dope." Yeah. You know, those guys are like really good human beings like fuck music fuck the music they got they know the tunes but those dudes are like real deal good human fucking beings you know what yeah, i mean uh, so like i just i just like them as just dudes you know what i mean like yeah. you guys are fucking good people so it was like kind of a no-brainer that they got put on you know what i mean yeah. but that was really up to phase and at that point up to phase and up to um like I was cool with it, because I was still kind of involved. But yeah. Okay, yo. I also want to talk about like the quarter tones. Oh, yeah. Because you guys used to do like those freestyling jams and stuff like that. Yeah, which was like, like an extension of Planet Mars, right? Yeah. So, so let's talk about the quarter tones. The quarter tones we kind of talked about earlier yeah. is a jazz band, a jazz which, funk hip hop band, which yeah. is originally you said, which was Corey and Ty. Yeah, so a bassist and a guitarist, Ty Otto. Yeah, yeah. And, and Corey Ayakawa. Yeah, right. Uh, Jimmy Green is is Ty yes. Otto, and C Five K O is Corey. Corey, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so. These two guys would make really outside jazz, right? They were going to Humber. Pocket Dwellers was a real, like, funk jazz band with a rapper and a, and a DJ. And then there's the Quarter Tones, which is, like, really an instrumental um, jazz band that was doing, like, really weird shit. So Corey and Ty are two Japanese guys, right? Yeah. And they just happened to bond at Humber, and then they would have a keyboardist that would pop in in and out, like uh, Dave Latteo. And uh, Ty and myself met through my ex-girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend at Planet Mars. And 
we just hit it off. Like me and Ty were like super down, right? Yeah. And such a good dude. Too. Yeah. Shout like, out to Ty. Yeah. He, he like that was he was like he became my best friend. You know, like we would do everything music related together you know what i mean like if we're if i'm working on something i'm bringing him in to like get his ear on it and then eventually we started working on uh like working on his stuff the quarter tone stuff like me doing production and being a recording engineer we would record those guys and um we were working on a project for his final uh, at Humber and we recorded it at Trevis right? okay was it Trevis what was the other one Trevis and Harris Harris it was at Harris right? okay so we record this this song at Harris for like either the guy's final project at Harris or for Ty's final at Humber or whatever and uh, I brought in records Dave came in to do cuts and that's kind of like how it kind of started so that happened in 98 and then i went on tour with len in 99 2000 2001 and then i came back yeah and uh like i was i would be in toronto like out of a, a month i'd be in toronto for like one or two weeks like two weeks max type of thing right for like I don't know, three years it was like that. You know what I mean? And like some, t- I think I lived in LA a bit. I lived in Vancouver for a bit. Uh, and uh, every time I come back, I would live with Ty. So we would work on music together. And eventually, when Cryptic kind of like dissolved, yeah, it became uh, this production duo between Obi and myself called Groove Homes. And Groove Homes was the production behind the quarter tones. And eventually, it just became the quarter tones. Okay. So this is like between 98 and 2001, we started working on like jazz, funk, hip-hop, fusion. Okay. And uh, we started building a, um, this idea that I had of like taking Planet Mars and surplanting the DJ with a, with a live band. Do you know what I mean? Okay. We call it freestyling. So we brought in Cornflake again. He was the host. And he would like set off the freestyle and then we would invite MCs to come up and freestyle over the jazz band. So we would do the first set would be just us and then the second set would be the freestyling session. So and we did like mm, I don't know nine parties called freestyling. Yeah. So we started at Say What and then we moved to um uh, to Unamas. Oh, yeah. 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 Unamas. Yeah, yeah. So that's when we were doing like, yeah, we were doing like crazy stuff. And then that became the album. We recorded an album called Hidden in Plain Sight. Yeah. Okay, so wait, how did Catherine Bates come into the fold? All right. So we were super down with Zaki before Zaki Ibrahim yes. became. Uh, before she moved to South Africa, right? Okay. Zaki would be at our shows. We'd do a lot of stuff with her. So we would, like, she would come and she would do freestyling with us. But the thing is that Zaki was kind of flaky, right? Like she would like, sometimes she'd show up, sometimes she wouldn't. 
And we like the idea of having a female around. And Catherine went, was at U of T. Ty was getting his master's in um, music. Uh, it, like, I think it might have been jazz. Okay. Um, he was doing his master's at U of T with Catherine. And Kath, that's how Catherine got involved with us because we were like looking for the Zaki, right? The Zaki kind of influence. So, and then right when fucking we're like, all right, Kath, Kath you know, we call it Killer B, yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah. Killer. We're like, yo, Killer, if you're down, we want to have you in the band. And then that's when Zaki's like, yo, I'm moving back to Toronto. We're like, oh, fuck. Anyway, Zaki ended up doing her thing, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, so the quarter tones had Killa, yeah, Killa K. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine, shout out to Catherine Bates. Yeah, Theo was on that record. Who else, man? Yeah, that that actually is interesting how that... Um, hidden in Plain Sight. That's yeah, the Hidden album, in Plain right? Sight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had a final song. We needed, like, we knew that we there was, like, it was missing one thing. And... Uh, Dave had he had just got his uh, NPC three thousand and he was just like kind of fucking around on it and he came up with this beat right and uh, we're like oh yo this beat is fucking sick right such a good thing and so we put Ty and uh, we put Ty on it and then we put um, Corey on it. And I wasn't around for any of this shit, right? Okay. Uh, is this the old studio over by College Street? Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. a yeah. This is a yeah on College Street, uh, the old pool hall that turned into a studio. That was and a then, great spot. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so that song is called "A Drop," and the the reason why it's called "A Drop" is because these guys all recorded their parts. Theo came in and he recorded at Sirius's house. Okay. He recorded it over the drums. Ty played the guitar. Corey played the bass. And then I'm engineering everything. I'm, like, putting it all together, right? Yeah. And then we're finally recording the automation. And, like, I'm doing all the, like, the fucking drops, right? Like, you're just cutting the beat, right? Yeah. And, like, cutting the kick, cutting the snare. Because, like, I've now done everything, right? Like, we're in the mixing phase. And I'm, like, hitting the automation. And then Corey's, like... Right? And I just happened to like pause by accident. Like I muted everything right when this fucking bass drop happened. And then I just fucking brought it back in because I was scared. Like, oh fuck, I paused everything. Like I muted everything. But as soon as it happened, we all turned each other like, oh! It's like, yo, we fucking did it. It's like it totally made the song, right? So, uh, yeah, that one's the drop. And it was actually, like, a last-minute thing. Like, we didn't even think that it would be, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it really, like, caps the record well, you know what I mean? Which is, like, Theo's on it. uh, um, Mikey, you know, Mikey, uh, that guy. Mikey's, like, living in L.A. now. He's, like, good, uh, good Oh, White Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mikey, Zachy. Yeah, Mikey Jensen. Yeah. And he actually was part of a crew called Northside Sound. When I was doing stuff in Oakville, 
he was Northside Sound, which I think is like Burlington or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he had his own crew at around that time. And they were also like involved with Cryptic too. So it's like, it's like Toronto is like this big, like puzzle piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I have to tell you the reason why all of this shit happened, right? The whole reason why cryptic happened, the whole reason why, um, like as a crew happened, the whole reason why stylistic happened, the whole reason why there's parties, it's all of one reason, man. And what's that? Fucking, you know, I'm going to like piss people off, but I'm going to just say it. Right? It's what we were talking about earlier before you recorded. Right. Toronto was mad, like, cutthroat, man. Like, you tried to be down, people were like, nah, you can't be down. Like, we tried to, like, do shit for, like, put our stuff on master plan. Like, JB, John Brownski, yeah. like, he laughs at the story, but he fucking dissed me. Like, so crazy hard, man. You know what I mean? Like, they would have these demo shows where you could play your demo, right? And you send it in. And they... And my song was on it, right? You'd call in and be like, yo, yo, play my joint, right? And then they they played my song. And then they faded it out, man. Because it was going to the next show. They faded out my fucking verse. And I was so pissed at JB. Like, years and years and years. I even wrote him a letter. And be like, yo, you fucking dissed me, man. I'm gonna I'm come after you guys. Like, you guys pissed me off, man. Yo. So, I'm at, I'm at OCAD, like, you know, I don't know. Ten... 10 years later, I'm at OCAD and JB's there, John Bronski's there. And I'm yeah. like, yo, you know, I wrote you a letter and I was really upset with you guys because you guys dissed me, man. You guys fucking faded out my fucking song during one of these like master plan shows. And he laughed and fucking, he was just like, oh shit, you're that guy? And I'm like, yo, he's like, I still remember that letter that you wrote because it was like very eloquently written. I, like, I even typed it. I like, you know, like I was like mad pissed. You know what I mean? And then we tried to, we, Kwame and myself, CK Flow and myself were this group called Black Eye, right? Okay. Which was like proto, um, like proto-cryptic. Okay. It's like before cryptic became a crew, we were called Black Eye, right? And we sent our demo to Power Move, right? And if you remember... DRK. DRK. Black Eye. DRK is the whole. Yeah. DRK was also Black Eye, but we had well, it first. No, no, Black Eye is a whole other person, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was okay. uh, Freddie Factor. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, right? R.I.P. But, yo, man, they, like, we were so convinced they took our name. You know what I mean? Because that's <laughs> fucking Maestro's dancers, right? Yeah. Those are fucking, those guys already got it they have fucking fame you know what i mean no but yo yo they did right he was black guy that's the thing though we know him as as factor right okay right we don't know him as a rapper named black guy right okay but we are black guy right and we send in our tape and then this other dude comes out with the same name and he gets his song on the radio but we don't 
And of course, we don't know the connection, right? We don't know who's who. We just hear that there's a black guy and we're like, that's us. We're on the fucking radio. We're on fucking Power Move because like we tape Power Move every, like who didn't tape Power Move every yeah. weekend? And it's another guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, we're like, fuck that. So we like, we fucking were like, all right, we got a battle for the name. And I think I even talked to X and he laughed at us, man. <laughs> fucking X laughed at us. He's like, you want to battle black guy? Whatever. You know, like, he's like, all right, we'll, we'll battle, we'll battle. And he was just like, boop, whatever, boop, boop. You know what I mean? So we killed the black guy name, right? And we just became CK Flow. Oh, yeah. So we were recording black guy shit. Yeah. With Too Crazy Mental in Scarborough, like way before, like before Cryptic started having production True. studio, right? So we were rocking with Mr. Nia at Too Crazy Mental way back, right? Okay. And we were working as Black Eye for this thing. So like the, the songs that we produced for Black Eye as Black Eye were done at Too Crazy Mental Productions, right? And... So, the fact that, like, I, I, these dudes from, like, a different part of the city didn't even know about this stuff was, like, mind-blowing for us, you know? There's no connection to us, right? right? Yeah. So, we felt, we felt super dissed. And it, it was at that moment where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. No one's putting us on. We're going to do it all ourselves. We're going to fucking start our own studio. We're going to fucking, we're going to do our own parties, and it just one thing led to the not to the next, you know what I mean? Like if you have a good enough attitude and you're respectful to enough people, things are gonna happen for you, right? That's just the that's just the science of life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like getting stylistic, that was promotion. You know what I mean? Fuck it. I'm gonna promote my parties. Um, I'm gonna promote my artists. I'm gonna do the same thing that power move. And fucking master plan, dude. But here's the switch. Here's the switch. I'm going to put everyone else on. Fuck it. The city's coming with me. You know what I mean? If you're down with me, you're on also. It's not, there's none of this, there's none of this like, it's about me and my people. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that. These guys do it. These guys, this generation above us does it. Like, I'm looking at those guys at fucking concert hall. And shit like that. You know what I mean? I'm looking at them doing their thing. And I want a piece of that too. But they're blocking me. They're at the door and they're saying, nah, you're not getting in. You know what I mean? So I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to do it all myself. And you know what? Hey, yo, you down? Let's go. Hey, you over there. You down? Let's go. Hey, yo, you down? Let's go. You know what? Like, I'm fucking opening doors for everyone I know. I'm not going to be those guys. And that was my whole impetus. Like, you think, like, people think that, like, I was, like, I had something going on in my mind, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yo, you know, like, it's all about me or something, but it wasn't. That's wasn't. It never was, man. The reason why everyone, there was 60 people in Cryptic is because I'm like, yo, are you down? Let's fucking go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's, if I can open a door, we're all going through. It's like straight posse, straight like fucking Wu Tang mentality. You know I what love I mean? It, I love it. Man. Yeah, man. Big souls, man. Yo, before we get out of here, something I want to talk to you about, because you were into graffiti, man. Like we talked about earlier. Like, do you do like four one six expos and stuff like that? Or? I didn't paint 
I didn't paint. I was like a bomber. I mean, okay. it's all about destruction, man. I was right. fucking just like straight tags and fucking throw ups. Just like, I just wanted to like urban decay. You know what I mean? And was that on some hip hop shit or like, you know, like, okay. I believe in the rules, right? Like if you are going to rhyme, right? You should at least understand like the foundation of how to rhyme. You know what I mean? You can't just pick up a mic and start fucking rhyming. You know what I mean? Right. If you're going to DJ, you're going to understand how the fucking turntable works. You're going to understand the science behind it all. You know what I mean? And the same thing goes for, for graph, right? It's like even, even b-boying. It's, it's like there's steps that you got to make. You know what I mean? And the thing is like, I think that's the mistake that a lot of hip hop cats make is that they think that they can just go at it. But I've, I've always been like, you got to crawl before you walk and you got to walk before you run, right? So my, my thing was taggers, you tag, and then you eventually graduate to doing throw-ups and eventually you graduate to doing pieces because tags, right, and pieces, they're just thicker tags, right? But if you don't know how to tag, how the fuck are you going to piece, Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you don't know how to fucking structure rhymes, how are you going to rhyme on beat? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to fucking know the foundation. So, I just got stuck at the bombing side of it. I never went past. Because my whole idea was, I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not good enough. You know what I mean, and a lot, that's a lot of that's a, a truly the reason why a lot of cryptic stuff didn't make it out there, because I was like the gatekeeper. I was like, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? Right. Like when decisive, when when abs, like he would be really like, I just want to put out shit. I'm like, yo, it sounds like shit. You know what I mean? Like we can't put it out like this. We gotta fucking pool our money, go to a real studio, get an engineer, get it mastered. We gotta do it the right way. And he was just like, nah, fuck it. Making a tape. You know what I mean? It wasn't until Decisive, when I started managing Decisive, and I was like, you know what? You're not going to do it like that. We're going to fucking take you to a studio. We're going to fucking record you. We're going to pay money for it to go into a real engineer. We're going to pay for it to get mastered. And when he released JAC, it sounded good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's kind of like where it came from but that's the whole idea is like you gotta crawl before you walk walk before you run I mean you gotta do things in stages you can't just fucking come out and be fucking awesome <laughs> you know I mean? uh, it's a different time no. uh, yeah well I mean yeah fuck it's so crazy man what are you doing now man uh, I do design I do design I'm, I'm a like I do you feel like, like motion graphics and shit like that, right? I did motion graphics for the past, like, six years, and now I'm moving more into, like, app design. Cool. You know I mean? So I'm making, like, apps and shit like that. And I actually work for a hearing technology company. So it's pretty crazy. It's pretty fucking dope, man. Sick. They do a hearing test for your ears. Uh, so you can, like... And if you're missing... Like, everyone has different hearing, right? Right. But if you're missing certain frequencies, like, as we get older, we automatically lose 
our hearing is not like it is when we're in our 20s. You know what I mean? Right. So when you're in your, uh, in your 30s, you lose some frequencies. When you're in your 40s, you lose some frequencies. And you keep on losing these frequencies till you, till you hit about 80. And then it's like, it's all bad. You know what See, I mean? Yeah, this is interesting, man, considering what you did. Because you engineered for years. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. So this right? is kind of the merging of my two, like my visual side and my auditory side. You know what I mean? So we, what we do, this company that I work for, they essentially, it's like, it's psychoacoustics, man. They trick your mind into thinking that those frequencies that you're missing are still there and then they just enhance it. So it's not an EQ. That's where it's not. Okay. It's not an EQ. It's not a fucking like, um, it's not a uh like volume it's not like velocity you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's yeah. like actually like your brain thinks that those frequencies that are not there are there it's fucking wild man it's like when i would, like if i had that shit in the studio man i'd be like oh fuck yeah Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but it's like it's kind of scary too because you can like test your hearing and find out that you actually have shitty hearing. So I'm okay, but you know what I mean. Like young cats are now are going deaf because they're listening to everything with their headphones. Yeah, which goes back to what we were talking about before, right? Yeah, it's like people don't know what good music sounds like anymore. All right. Yeah. It's like, and it doesn't fucking matter because they're listening to it through, through their headphones. I'll tell, I'll tell that story, man. Like, yo, yeah. this is years ago. I mean, feel like maybe early 2000s is when I met, like, Circle Research and all that shit. You know what I mean? Um, and even back then, we were talking about, like, sam- the idea of sampling MP3s. Yeah, yeah. And MP3s like, came out, like, around 2000-ish. Yeah, yeah like, 99, 2000 sort of ripping music and shit yeah right so we got into that conversation like yeah yeah yo sampling mp3s is bullshit you can shine a piece of shit till it looks like gold but underneath it it's still a piece of shit yeah man and yo that's something that stuck with me <laughs> for so many fucking years Pete. it's so crazy man dude man it's like i i came from uh, the time before like uh, like digital audio workstations, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I came from a time of reel-to-reels and fucking samplers and fucking wires and fucking outboard gear and tube compressors and fucking like switches and knobs. And then all those things, I'm telling you, it's fucking amazing now, right? I don't, see, yo, and that's the thing, yo. That's one thing I will say about you yeah. and Sirius. Yeah. You guys always embrace the technology. Yeah, man. man. Like, yo, well, that's, guys, that's fucking hip-hop, right? You guys are always on right? the cutting edge of shit, right? It's like, hip-hop, man. Like, Sirius was like a beta tester for Scratch. Serato. Right? Yeah, yeah, for Serato Scratch. I remember that, actually. Yeah, like uh, him and fucking... Um, uh, audio Research... Fucking Dave One? Not not Dave One. Oh, A Track. A Track. Yeah. Yo, I remember no joke. I remember him being at um Beaconsfield one night. Yeah. yeah. With the Serato, like when it first came out, like check this out. I got instant doubles and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, like 
Boom. Yeah. It changed the game, man. Right. It changed the fucking game. I remember when he was like beta testing and he's like, oh, and then he was actually talking to the dudes at Serato being like, hey, like, this is, this is not working. This is not working. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like we embraced the technology because we could see where it was going. You know what I mean? Like the quarter tones was an electronic band before electronic bands were fucking doing shit. Like, I was rocking an MPC on stage with, and Ty had a fucking like um, a box, the Line Six, yep. and he had a bunch of different amps in it. We could go touring with just a fucking backpack. Do you know what I mean? Like I had my computer. I would do the sequences live. I was using Ableton One. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. way the fuck back, man. Like I don't even know what Ableton is at now, but. Like, I think it's 10. I think a new one just came out. Yeah. Dude, man. Like, we were using shit way, way back. Do you yeah. even... Like, you don't make beats or do anything. I just do, like, like, audio design a bit. Yeah? Yeah, like, I'll do, like, little sounds for apps and shit like that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, but, nah, man. Like, Ty keeps on calling me, like, yo, let's do something. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it will happen when it happens naturally, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. It's yeah. definitely... Yeah, we'll get you back too because you're another guy I know. Like when Attic was here, we were talking about like yeah. digging in Toronto. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we'll get, we, uh, we're talking about having like a whole episode just about that. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll definitely get you to come back. Yeah. Yo, P, man, it was fucking good to talk to you. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. Word up. Yo, Thank you so much, right? You're done, though, man. Yo, all right. Views before the six, we're out of here. Don't forget to go rate, subscribe, comment on the Apple and all that stuff, and you know, Google Plays and all them good stuffs, man. Yo, we're out of here. Peace.